Euclid Avenue. It's two middle-aged men in Cleveland, featuring biofunctional therapist Carice Laguerre. And now, two guys who need plenty of therapy, Ken Dworsnick and Ted Clark. Springtime is here, and so is another episode of Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland, Ken Dworsnick, Ted Klopp. Episode, Ted, get ready for this, oh. 47. Wow. Nearly matching my age. That's outstanding. Oh, my. So, but I'll tell you right now, what's not outstanding, and we've had <laughs> what's that? Of this gentleman almost every week, obviously, he is our president, Joe oh. Biden. But yes. unfortunately, again, not in the way he's looking for, he made news once again. Yeah, he did. Uh, stairs can be challenging at times, I guess. Uh, I am glad he didn't fall down the steps. But as I tell my wife, if you fall down, I will help you up as soon as I point and laugh and get some video. Yeah, that's well said. This reminds me of a story very quickly. And I always enjoy how we talk and then I remember things. That just shows <laughs> what it's like to be a middle-aged man. Right. A few weeks ago, Awen and I were going out we're just going to have dinner or something like that. And we had one drink before we were leaving. And obviously I was thinking about something else or whatever. And so I'm going up the stairs similar to Joe Biden and I fall, but right. I caught myself and I did not spill the drink. It was, nice. it was something right out of a movie. And anyone looks at me, it's like, did you spill the drink? Not if you're okay. Did you spill the drink? No, I did not. I did not. Well, good. I'm glad I'm glad that didn't happen. Completely and did classic. she ask if you were OK? She did after she asked after about she the drink. made sure the drink was OK. Yeah. yeah. OK. Can't lose your beverage like priorities. Know, like the big Lebowski. Can't cancel your beverage, man. Priorities. Well, we've got a lot of stuff on this show. We're going to talk to myofunctional therapist Carice Laguerre. She's here to explain what myofunctional therapy is and how it can help you and your kids sleep better and maybe help some kids with ADHD. I want to know what the value of myofunctional is in Scrabble. That's my... Oh, my gosh. Big yeah. money. Big yeah. numbers. Our good news segment features a performance by Yo-Yo Ma. And I may or may not have included this just so I could say Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> of course. We have a new game called How Dad Are You? And then later in Klopp's Clips, a bowl in the yard sale turns out to be very valuable. We'll tell you just how valuable it is in a little bit. That and more coming up. Have you heard about Anchor? I'm not talking about the one for a boat. This is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor 
app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. Our guest today is a dental hygienist. We're not going to talk about cleaning teeth. No, she is also a myofunctional therapist. And if you don't know what that is, you can join Ken and I in that. But that's why we have her on, because this is about being healthy and helping with breathing and sleeping, something that I think everybody could use a little help with. So let's talk with Carice Laguerre. And Carice, thanks for your time. So what is myofunctional therapy? And do I win anything for saying that correctly? No, you don't win anything. (laughs) What is myofunctional therapy? Myofunctional therapy is essentially, it's kind of like having personal training, but for all the muscles below your eyes, but above your shoulders. So myofunctional therapy is going to work with all of those oral facial and some of the oral pharyngeal muscles to help strengthen them, get them aware and to repattern how they flow so that we can establish better breathing, chewing and swallowing. You talk about one of the most healthy things you need to have as part of your body is your tongue. Can you talk about that and how important it is to have a healthy tongue? I, I love talking about the tongue. Tongue is my favorite thing to talk about and I'm using my tongue while I'm talking about it. So it's awesome. The tongue is surprisingly not what everybody thinks it is. So the tongue, everybody seems to believe is just like one muscular thing. And it's really not. It's actually innervated by eight different muscles that operate in pairs. So there's 16 muscles that are working together to get your tongue to do all sorts of things, right? And what I like to consider the tongue is like a respiratory organ. So the same way you consider your lungs essential for breathing, your tongue is super important for breathing. It's also really important for development overall. So when we see people who are struggling a lot with narrow arches or crowding of teeth or or they've had braces and things have kind of relapsed afterwards and now they need braces a second round again, a lot of that is going to be impacted by where their tongue has been resting. Where the tongue rests matters is my my key, key thing. The tongue we like to have sitting up against the roof of the mouth, the palate. That way it is one, when you're young, helping to form and develop a nice broad palate because the roof of that mouth is the floor of the nose. So when you have a high or a narrow roof of a mouth, Imagine the floor of your nose now, you have less space to intake air and it's not going to develop those arches very well. But when the tongue is uh, sitting up against that palate in lightly suction, it's going to help to stimulate that vagus nerve. And we know how important that is because the vagus nerve is going to be the one that's really working all those organs. And so the tongue is key, critical to everything. So how do you fix tongue problems or tongue misplacement? Are those exercises that you prescribe or how's the, what what do you do? Absolutely. So you want to imagine it like personal training of sorts is that we're working with all of those 16 pairs of muscles that are going to be working on that tongue. And we're trying to strengthen and coordinate them so that we can get the tongue working the way it's supposed to. It's like if you can't do a really good bicep curl or you're really bad with a tricep press, you know, you would go, you work with a personal trainer and then suddenly now you're big and buff and looking like Popeye. 
Absolutely. That's Ted, of course. Yeah, yeah so, right. That's why he's not showing off his arms here. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, now, one thing, Carice, that I wanted to kind of bring up as well, you talked about natural ADHD medication. I know that's something that's true and dear to the heart of Ted and myself. We both have had children that have been on ADHD medication. Can you talk about some of the natural things that you can help with or through myofunctional therapy? What could, what could happen with doing something natural with ADHD? Absolutely. So I'm so excited you guys are, you know, talking about this because this is something that doesn't get talked about enough. I also had a child with ADHD who we had to medicate after very much resistance because nobody wants to send their kid out into the world medicated and you're not even really sure why you're doing it. You know, it's just a focus issue. So ADHD, we want to remember is not really like an official diagnosis, right? It really goes off of symptoms. You don't get any blood work to determine it. There's no real test in order to do it. It's going off of the symptoms. And there's a myriad of professionals in order to get to that diagnosis anyway. What we want to know is that with ADHD, those symptoms, 70% overlap with sleep issues. So when you have a child that presents with poor sleep, restless sleep, sleep disordered breathing, sleep apnea, any of these sleep issues, 70% of those symptoms are exactly the same as ADHD presentation symptoms. So without screening for having proper sleep, you're not really sure whether or not it's ADHD or your child just needs better sleep. When it comes to children, now how I mentioned that development thing earlier when the tongue sitting where it's supposed to sit, it would develop a nice broad arch and then that's the floor of the nose. With children, what we tend to see is that they're not using their tongue properly. And so they're not adequately breathing. They might be mouth breathing. You get those children that you think are snoring and look so adorable they're gasping for air at night. And that's not going to set them up for a better day the next morning. They're going to present with a lot of those ADHD things because it's going to give them that inability to really focus. They're tired. Tired children tend to be wound up instead of like tired adults. Tired adults, we're tired. We slow down. Tired children amp up. They get really restless. And we don't want to overlook that possibility that they're not breathing correctly. And that's when a myofunctional therapist would come in and really work with them to establish better breathing, better oral posture for that tongue and help in that way to naturally get over that hump of what we suspect is ADHD, but might really be something deeper. So just giving you a, an example case, I'll tell you some of the things with one of my kids diagnosed with ADHD, He's had a sleep test, no sleep apnea, doesn't uh, snore at night, but there are times it's not as frequent now as it used to be, but I don't know, maybe once or twice a month now, it used to be about once a week, if not more often, would wake up at, could be one o'clock, could be four o'clock, sometime in the middle of the night, says he can't go back to sleep and he's ready for the day. He's all set, ready to go. Obviously, this is kind of a selfish question, but I'm sure I'm not the only dad that has experienced this. Are these things that would lend itself to myofunctional therapy? 
Absolutely. I would say definitely. There is definitely something going on there. We shouldn't have once or twice a week where, you know, the sleep is really abbreviated, right? We want to have, especially with children. I mean, we know children need a significantly longer duration of sleep than we do as functioning adults. So to have a night or two a week, which seems very frequent to me, but a night or two a week where we're waking up and we're not getting that long sleep and we're wired, sounds like a, a definitely a thing that we could definitely work on and it all comes back to the to the tongue and the mouth huh all comes back to breathing there's nothing we can do without that breath huh. if ted's going to be selfish so am i <laughs> so you also talk about helping someone getting off a cpap machine i was recently put on a cpap machine about a year ago it's changed my life i'm breathing much better now and all that stuff but as you can imagine you look like Darth Vader and you sound like one, to be honest with you. So if there is a way to get off that, I would love to talk a little bit about it because we do have a lot of people that have CPAP issues or use CPAP. What are the, some of the things that you would go through to help somebody who is using a CPAP machine? Awesome. So your CPAP machine is your continuous positive air pressure, right? So it's pumping that air through you. So something's going off in the upper respiratory tract where you're not getting adequate air, right? And a lot of those muscles are relaxing as you're falling down to go to sleep, right? So a lot of those muscles are going to relax. What we do as my functional therapist is we help to engage those muscles, those soft tissue muscles. That way you're not getting as much of that relapse where your tongue is falling back into the airway where the those soft tissues are really collapsing as much. We're working to help to strengthen and engage those muscles. That way you're able to naturally get more air. Now I will say that not everybody that does myofunctional therapy gets off of their CPAP entirely. It is something that we have definitely had happen, but if nothing else, it will definitely make your use of it either a little bit easier or tolerable and it will definitely help to improve the situation overall as far as your sleep apnea scores and your apnea hypopnea index, that AHI number, that is your official diagnosis of myofunctional therapy helps significantly with improving that. Wow, this is all very interesting uh, stuff. And it sounds to me like there's a lot of people that can be helped in a lot of different ways by this myofunctional therapy. We're gonna shift gears. Can we get you to stick around and play a little game time with us? Yes, I would love to. That'd be awesome. Ted, another new segment for us. We like to bring out some new things every now and then. And this one is called How Dad Are You? Uh And this would apply to all dads of all ages. It seems like when you become a father, these are different sayings that you would say. And only people that are dads would say, yep, that's just how that works. Okay. We can discuss if we've ever said them. That's correct. Yeah. Guess okay. it's free then. When you a cashier has trouble scanning an item. Have you ever said that? I probably have at some point. I, I usually, that might be something I'd say to my kid if that would happen. I don't know that I'd say that to the cashier. I'm one for one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Found it. After yeah. pointing a stud finder at your chest. All day, every day. We're two for two. two, for two. There we go. Looks like we have to amputate when a kid has a minor injury. Have you oh, ever said that? All, every time. <laughs> Always. Yes. I <laughs> usually say, I will usually, if they scrape their knee, 
I'll usually, or scrape their, their leg. I'll usually look at it, my wife and say, you want to go above or below the knee? <laughs> I have said these so far. This is scary. It's like we put this together. Yep. Let's rock and roll when it's time to leave. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Fan favorite. Did you fall in when a kid takes too long in the bathroom? Oh, I, I say that no matter who it is in the bathroom, if they've taken too long. Yep. No, your other right. When someone mistakes left foot for right. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. For years, I've done that. Yep. You ever have a kid uh, actually put shoes on backwards and go through part of the day? Oh Not backwards, but on uh, wrong feet and go through part of the day with them on like that? 100%, yes. yeah. Yeah. And then they complain because their feet hurt. And then it's your fault because right. you didn't right. notice this. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's a classic. Okay. What's the damage before looking at a bill? Yep. Yeah. Can you do mine next when seeing a neighbor washing their car? Absolutely. Yes. My, my other favorite one is if somebody says uh, they keep a clean house, I ask if they can come by our house. You do. That is one of your fan favorites. That is correct. I was just resting my eyes. Oh, gosh, yes. After uh, falling asleep on the couch. That's a popular one for me in church. Yeah. <laughs> during the homily. During the homily. Uh, I tell Eric I pray all the time during the homily. It is a full prayer. I am yes. in full prayer mode. I'm, in, I'm concentrating a lot. This is a fan favorite, too. Guess they'll let anyone in here when seeing a friend in public. Of course. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I know I've heard you use that most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably said it to you. Glad we're not going that way when seeing traffic on the other side of the road. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't get very far without these after forgetting your keys. Yes. I think that happened to you last week. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Only on days that end in Y. Fan favorite of my kids. Look, horses. When yep. driving past horses or cows. Look, cows. Yeah. yeah. Well, now I do a variation on that. I say, hey, look over there. And they say, what? And I say, that's very good by the way i'm not paying the heat the whole neighborhood oh gosh yes when the door is open oh that's a classic yeah my, my that's a my wife loves that one that's maybe how mom you are i don't know yeah it's not heavy just awkward when carrying something heavy that can mean a lot of different things to be honest with you so <laughs> People don't know how to drive in this town, in every town you're in. Oh, my God, yes. Absolutely. Yes. We needed this rain every time it rains. Yep. Yep. Have that, you ever not needed rain? No. That's how they get you after declining additional warranty protection. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that forever. My oh, father my said gosh. That too. Yep. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Yep. Back already? How was it when someone comes back inside because they forgot something? <laughs> I think you do that daily. After That's my daily wife, you. you know, get the kids in the car. We got to go to school. And I get, you know, they're ready to pull out and I go in the house and then she, she comes back in and I say, well, that was quick. Yeah, we forgot. Whatever. <laughs> Does not see the humor. And the last one I have, but certainly not the least. And I know I've said this. Yeah. That's not going anywhere. After tying something down. Oh, my yep. gosh. Yes. No. Or doubt. If you see a car with a flat tire. Yep. That's not that's going anywhere. shut down. Well, I, I believe we are 100 percent here. So clearly we qualify as a one dads. 
in this category. Now we know how dad we are. Here's some good news. Famed cellist Yo-Yo Ma, which ironically is what my kids say when they're trying to get my wife's attention, (laughs) received his second dose of COVID-19 vaccination at the Berkshire Community College in Massachusetts. While waiting his 15-minute observation period, the musician played an impromptu concert for his fellow vaccine recipients. The college posted video of the performance to its Facebook page, and the post, ironically, you know what it did, Ken? It went viral. Kind of ironic. The post, yeah. (laughs) Slipping a dad joke here and there, too. (laughs) I got nothing, do you? You got nothing? No, I have nothing after that. No. That is some good news. Cleveland! This is for you! Another rousing edition of This Week in Cleveland History, Ted. We go to March 24th, 1910. Uh-huh. The hottest and highest temperature ever in Cleveland in March is recorded on this date. 83 degrees. Wow. That is hot in March. Yeah. Uh, do you, I actually do remember a few hot days in March. There was one time, oh my gosh, this was like almost seven or eight years ago, where I know in Cleveland it was about the same. It was on St. Patrick's Day, and the NCAA tournament was going on, and I actually was in Pittsburgh watching some games, and Sorry. it was 80 degrees that day. I, well, I understand that. <laughs> I do like Pittsburgh, but no, I understand what you're saying. 80 degrees then. I know it was that in Cleveland, but it did not get up to 83. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's some heat, when, especially oh. when you're not used to it and you have the 40s and 50s right. you get to 83. That's a little tough. That's a little tough. And what was it, about 15 years ago or so when there was so much snow on the ground for <laughs> opening day that they had to move the Indians opening day to Miller Park in Milwaukee? Remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, I yep. remember going down there with uh, covering it for WTAM, and they had um, those mini earth mover, you know, uh, scoop things. I don't, you know, yeah. the right term, but I mean, they were just literally, it was unbelievable. The Ides of March when it comes <laughs> to weather, my gosh, you just have no idea what you're getting. 83 no one idea. day and 23 the next. About in the middle. Let's just go in the middle. That'd be great. No choice. But certainly great, great memory of hot weather, which we hope continues for us in another This Week in Cleveland History. Cleveland! This is for you! Time for a game time segment with our guest, Carice Laguerre, a specialist in breathing and sleep alternative health with myofunctional therapy. Her opponent was recently named the top fitness man in Northeast Ohio, Theodore Klopp. I will read a fact about something to do with the history of fitness. Following the fact, each of you will need to guess a year when this took place. You will have multiple choice options. The winner will be the person who correctly guesses two of the three years. Today's winner will receive an outstanding prize, an unlimited running pass anywhere you run. Anywhere you want to run, you get to run. So you get that pass. This pass obviously can be used Anywhere, at any time, all you need is some running shoes. Ted, you're all in for that, correct? Can, you ready can, for that, can Brian? My answer, can my answer be Richard Simmons for every question? Well, 
I guess, but we're looking for years. So that's probably not going to work. <laughs> I, okay. If you want to uh, guess Richard Simmons? It's up to you. That's I, fine. I might. I might. Okay, let's start. That's the extent of my knowledge on fitness, but okay. So here's the history of fitness question number one. The first weight bench was created by a Russian by the name of George Hackenschmidt. What year was this created? Was it 1924, 1931, 1850, or 1899? Carice, you are our guest. You get to guess first. Which year do you think the first weight bench was created? 1924. 1924. Theodore. What were the other years? 1931, 1859. I think you're going to get them on question two. Question okay. number two. The first stationary bike was created by Schwinn. What year was this created? Was it 1965, 1958, 1975, or 1980? Theodore, you get to guess first. I'll go with 1958. 1958. Greece? That's what I was going to say. Well, what were the other options again? The other options are 1965, 1975, and 1980. Let's do 65, 1965. 65. Reese, that's a great answer. Because that's correct. Yay! 1965 was the year that the stationary bike was created by Schwinn. Now, quick question. Do you use a stationary bike? Is that one of your workouts? I've just started using it over Christmas and I love it, but I, I don't do it often. It's one of those things I kind of do in between workouts. Is this something you do quite often? I do not use a stationary bike. No, I'm more of an elliptical girl. Gotcha. I, well, I love the elliptical, to be honest with you. I'm looking forward to when we can go back or feel more comfortable with gyms and all that kind of stuff, because that is one of the exercises I really enjoy. 1958, that's all I yeah, know. Yeah, you're, you're wrong. It was 65, so you're done. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we'll move on to our third question. We are tied at one apiece. This is the excitement we've all been waiting for. Carice and Ted, here is your final question. I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, on the edge of my seat. I can tell. The first yoga class in the U.S. Oh. was started by Swami Vikanada. Was this started in 1906? 1893, 1925, or 1956? Carice, you get to guess on the first yoga class in the U.S. What year do you think? 1906. 1906. What's the most recent one? 1956? That's correct. That's what I'm going to go with. 1956. Well, I must inform you both. You were both incorrect. It was oh. 1993. I oh. couldn't believe that either. Even earlier. She was closer on her year. She was closer, but any tie always goes to the guests. So congratulations. <laughs> You're the winner of an unlimited running pass. I know that's something when you woke up today and said, oh, my gosh, what can I win? If I win that, my life is fulfilled. 
But congrats. Thank you. What Thank a great you. game. And, and certainly uh, we've enjoyed talking with you. Can you tell us how can we receive more information about all the different things you're involved with, most specifically the myofunctional myofunctional Myo, therapy? Myofunctional therapy. I got it finally. <laughs> myofunctional therapy. How can we find out more about that? You can definitely visit my website. So you can visit my website, themyospot.com. That's T-H-E-M-Y-O-S-P-O-T.com. There you will find lots of information and resources, even some links to some articles. I also write for a blog. It's Airway Matters. So that's airwaymatters.blog. Blog. Matters has an S on it. Uh, there you could find lots of different blogs that have a lot of great information so much information it's loaded jam-packed then there's a book if you're into reading it's available on amazon so you can get it through kindle or you can get a paperback it's called accomplished how to sleep better eliminate burnout and execute goals in there i detail my story with my son and overcoming our adhd as well as some other clients i've worked with in overcoming other issues as well so if you're looking for more information, there's plenty of different ways to get it. Awesome. Well, this has been very informative and interesting for several reasons that I think lots of middle-aged men will benefit from, and uh, hopefully they will contact you and uh, get in involved with some myofunctional therapy, which I think is worth uh, 62 in uh, uh, Scrabble, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyhow, Carice, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. I've appreciated it. You guys are awesome. Ted Klopp here for Westminster AV. You've heard me talk about their top-notch rental services, but don't take my word for it. Here are some Google reviews. The Ohio Society of Association Executives says, not only do they meet every need we have, they anticipate additional services and requests that we have had and are always prepared. The Westside Catholic Center says the elements they added to our event enhanced every aspect of the evening. Very easy to work with, incredibly knowledgeable, and made adjustments on the fly. Whether you are planning a virtual or an in-person event, Westminster AV should be your first call for dependable, professional, audiovisual equipment rentals. Call today, 216-325-6960. Again, the number, 216-325-6960. The most trusted name in journalism, Klops Clips. Integrity in journalism like no one else. Here we go with this week's collection. An antique collector in New Haven, Connecticut, spotted an interesting porcelain bowl and purchased it at a yard sale last year for 35 bucks. The buyer later emailed information and some photos to Sotheby's Auction House. Well, it turns out that the bowl is from the 1400s and the third ruler of the Ming Dynasty in China had it. It's one of seven known to exist. The bowl went up for auction last week with Sotheby's estimating the value to be between 300 and 500 grand. The winning bid, Whoa. $721,800. 
Whoa. That's a return on an investment, isn't it? I would say so. I guess that's a good reason why we have to go, as people call it, slumming at these garage sales. Yeah. we got to find the, the next porcelain bowl, I guess. Holy cow. That's crazy. Well, salmon chaos has engulfed Taiwan. Salmon Chaos, the restaurant chain Taiwan Sushiro, offering free all-you-can-eat sushi to anyone with the word salmon in Taiwanese in their name. This has led more than 200 people to pay about three bucks to change their name in order to take advantage of the promotion. One customer says he's gone 15 times so far. The country's deputy interior minister expressing frustration over the unnecessary paperwork that the promotion is causing. He's also reminding residents that in Taiwan, legally, you can only change your name three times. Three, three times. Three times. So you get one pass. So you can get, you get the salmon. Yeah, so salmon, and then when somebody else gives away food, you get three shots at it, I guess. <clears throat> Gosh. A North Ridgeville, Ohio man phoned police to say he had a raccoon hiding in his dishwasher. A raccoon in the dishwasher. An officer responded. Oh, boy. Sure enough, the masked bandit was in there. Apparently, it broke through a bathroom light and ransacked the kitchen. The officer took about 15 minutes to get it on a leash and get it out of the house. That is... How did that get in the dishwasher? I... That's crazy. Wow. We had a raccoon fall through the flue in our chimney once and get into the house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we my. had one of those faux rock walls that the that the fireplace was on, and it climbed up into the corner, and my dad was prodding it out of the house with my hockey stick at the time. This is when I was in high school. <laughs> the raccoons get it out of there. my father and my oh, father. Oh, God. Those quiet. And the raccoon shut up. <laughs> Slowly came down and left the house. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Ted, I don't what? know if you knew this or not, but I actually listen to scanners and things like that as you oh. do the news. I actually have some breaking news right now coming out of Westlake. Oh. If you're uh, ready for that. Yeah, please share. Well, perhaps the first sign other than speeding in the area of Detroit and Dover Roads that something wasn't quite quite right for police when a driver handed the officer a credit card rather than his license. He then failed a sobriety test and later tested higher than the legal limit of 0.8. He was charged with speeding, operating a vehicle while intoxicated, and having a prohibited breath alcohol content. Raise your hand if Sir, you're surprised. Sir, can you hand over your... Hand over your information, please. Can I have your license registration? Here's my credit card. <laughs> American That'll Express is not going to do it here, sir. <laughs> well, as soon as you said he <laughs> handed him the credit card, I uh, the rest of the story, we, we, we knew where that, that was out. going, I think, right? Yep. Yep. Well, I, Michigan, do you have any more breaking news or is that it for now? I actually, I have one other. Oh. Um, th th there was a one-car crash that ended up with a car resting on a Taco Bell sign in Westlake. <laughs> Once again, the 58-year-old driver had minor injuries and was charged, surprisingly, 
operating a vehicle while intoxicated. No. So there you go. Yeah. That's the theme. People right. just getting ready for St. Patrick's Day, I guess. Uh, apparently. All right. Well, a Michigan DoorDash delivery guy is not up on home technology, apparently. The Detroit-based Dasher was on his customer's porch when he pulled went to pull the pizza the client ordered out of that warmer bag that they carry. He tipped the pizza box vertically, and the pizza wound up on the porch. Undeterred, the delivery guy scooped it up and put it back in the box before leaving. <laughs> now, how do we know all this happened? Well, the customer has one of those doorbell cameras and watched the whole thing. Oh, boy. Customer filed a complaint <laughs> with DoorDash. He got a refund. The driver got deactivated. Uh, he didn't want any extra dirt or dust no. on that from the porch. Nope. Those are not the toppings he was looking for. Oh, goodness. A North Dakota resident, Andrew Almer, has an American flag hanging from the porch of his condo. He's now received two letters from his condo association saying that the flag makes too much noise on windy days. The flag makes too much noise when it blows in the wind. The letters say he's going to get fined 200 bucks a day if he leaves it up. Now, he thinks this stems from problems he's had with the association president, who happens to live right above him. The freedom to display the American flag of 2005 does prevent condo associations from restricting displays of the U.S. flag on residential property. So, property. So, I think the, I think that uh, Mr. Almer is okay, but we'll have to see how that shakes out. Your flag is too loud, sir. Turn it down. <laughs> Unbelievable. Flag's too loud. That's not one I ever thought. I never thought I'd hear those words in that order. No. But that is this week's collection of Klopp's clips. Episode 47 of Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland, rounding turn number four and heading for the the checkered flag, Ken. Another episode full of nonsense. <laughs> well, would you expect anything different? No, well, I mean, yeah. isn't that part of the reason we decided to do this whole thing? Yeah. So we could have a place to of, do our nonsense. Kind of what we're uh, specializing in here. Next week on our show, though, not necessarily nonsense you know we like to keep things lighter on the show here but next week we have an opportunity that we chose to take and we're going to dive right in filmmaker nick loeb is going to join us and he is the writer producer director and an actor in the movie coming out in early april called roe v wade and yes it's that court case where this is a feature film that uh, depicts what happened in that in that court case with the Supreme Court. So it's going to be very interesting to talk to him about making the movie and any, you know, how, how, how that process went. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to Nick. I mean, I'm not afraid to say this. this is probably the biggest guest we've ever had on our show. He certainly is a, an actor who's been in a couple different movies, but to have somebody on our show who's going to have something coming out on Netflix in early April. Um, that's a, that's a really great opportunity for us. And, and we look forward to bringing that to our audience to 
kind of talk to them about how the movie was made and the premise of it and all that. And uh, it should be a very interesting conversation with Nick. I plan to go into this interview with an open mind yes. and see what he has to say about the movie. See what he has, see, 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 see what it's all about. But that is next week right here on two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Can any big plans as we wind down towards the end of the first quarter of 2021. Can you believe we're saying that already? I know it's unbelievable. It really seems like despite everything that's going on and where the ups and downs have been with many, so many different things, time is still flying by. I'll tell you that. Um, This week, I hope to play some golf. I really do. I get some golf in. It's supposed to be warmer weather. And then um, probably like many people listening. And I think probably like yourself, I got signed up to, get the COVID-19 vaccine. So I'll be doing that at Tri-C in Parma, my old stomping grounds. So I look forward to getting that this week and just kind of moving along. How about you? Anything exciting? I know you've had a lot of Uh, kids events and been busy, but we're still, we're still uh, doing hockey that continue. The season is over, but we have spring practice. So we're doing that. That's the main thing going on right now. Done a lot of extracurriculars. We're trying to figure out what they're going to do this summer which I think a lot of parents are trying to figure out. So we're doing the same, but I, you mentioned golf. So we're back to that gimmick now where every week I'm going to say, what are you doing? You're going to say, I'm playing golf. Yeah. We're, we're, I feel pretty good about that because last year at this time, I really didn't have a chance to play that much because the weather wasn't great, but it's supposed to be warmer and I can't wait to bring out my sticks. And here's the part that I'm a little worried about. I did take some lessons Oh boy. Okay. So you take lessons and you're like, wow, here we go. I can't wait to play whenever I play 150 for nine holes. So that's what's <laughs> going to happen. Boy, I'm really going to be good now. Cause my swing's so much better. Uh, no. So now when you look- go to get your vaccine, when they call your name, are you going to walk up saying COVID-19? Hey, I need my vaccine. I'm going to record it right off the phone and just play it real loud. So hold it in the air, you know, so everybody can hear it. And, and who are you going to say created that? Two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Two middle-aged men in Cleveland is sponsored by anchor.fm. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place and by Westminster AV custom audio visual packages for all occasions.